0: All right. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year 2022. We are here. We did it. We made it. Um, Hey, listen. So if you guys are watching, you see the setup behind me. The lighting's a little off and all that stuff. But the good news is I'm in a a little bit of a remodeling stage. That's why you don't see Tony there. Don't worry. And a lot of people have been commenting on the PioMai poster, and I love it just as much as you do. So it's not going anywhere. There's going to be a total rearrange for the new year in this studio it's going to c- completely um, evolve so I wanted to let everybody know I was originally going to do a top 10 most anticipated list and I started going through this list and that's why it took me a little longer to get the show out today was as I'm going through all these movies I'm like man I really want to see a lot of these things and I have to do a big thing episode today too and I want to get into a little more detail than just doing like a 10 minute video so why don't we do 20 of them and hence the title of the video the 20 most anticipated movies of 2022 being very clear to everyone also as we always say with these lists my list not yours so when it comes to a certain movie when you're like oh man how's that on the list because i i ain't you and you ain't me and there's certain movies that you have on your list that i don't want to see or that I do want to see, I might just want to see as much as you do. So what the hell are we talking about here? So th- I think that the, it's, it's less about the ranking of it, even though I did rank them. It's less about that and more about awareness of certain films because even going through these, and there's, I'm sure this is actually what I want to get from you guys on, the, uh, on this list when you have putting your list down of the things that you like, certain movies that I'm probably just not aware of. And also to let everybody know if you're watching it, on, um, on YouTube, then you will see a lot of fan posters and a lot of things. They're not official posters yet because some of these movies don't have official posters yet. So keep in mind as we show that in this episode. Okay. Before we get going into the official show and start moving into it, please subscribe to this channel and hit the notification button. I noticed. As I was going through the stats, we already hit almost 32,000 subscribers already, guys, so thank you so much for that. But what I've noticed is that there's a lot of people who watch the videos who still aren't subscribed. There's a lot of people who who are subscribed but don't hit the notification button yet. I don't put a lot of content up, like five, six videos a day. I put like, you know, one, maybe two a day, rare, but at least one a day. So I don't want to bombard your subscription box, but go ahead and subscribe there, please. And also, if you didn't already know about this, ladies and gentlemen, please head on over to Spotify and follow us on podcast form or on Apple podcast. That's not Apple podcast or Apple podcast. Please do there. People are always asking how do you support the show? That's how you support the show. That's how you do it. Like, well, can I can't do Patreon because I don't have the money right now. Totally get it. Uh, Can I do anything to support? That's not doesn't cost any money. Yeah. Just go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us there. Even if you watch it here. Got to get those uh, numbers up on on Spotify and up podcast. That was the main thing that moving over. It's great that we're doing so great on YouTube, but please help me out on podcast form because that's where it is. Um, That's how we're going to continue to grow this and stay doing this. So please help me out over there. All right, let's get into this later, everybody. This is the most anticipated uh, movies of 2022, 20 of them. It's the big thing. Let's do it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is the big thing, 2022. And man, it is the most Top ten, that's not true. I just lie to y'all. Just lie to you. It's top twenty. Don't worry. I, I originally like I said, I originally started to say I'm doing I'm gonna do top twenty. Top ten, but then I started to do twenty. What the hell am I talking about? Alright, we're gonna do top twenty. So never mind the man behind the curtain and that man being the top ten list this is the top twenty. So many great movies coming out, and what a year it was. I thought, you know. All things considered uh, for for 2021, the way it bounced back for that second half, it started out slow and people didn't know what they were going to do with movies as part of putting them in theaters, putting them on streaming and all that. I thought we had a pretty good solid year for movies. 2020 was was obviously shit, but not this year or 2021 that was pretty good. some good stuff I have my my list up for the movies that I saw and the ones that I like they're up there. Also, did the top uh, seven? I forgot one of the comic book movies that I did see, and I forgot. Someone pointed it out. Kingsman is based off comic books, and that would probably that'd be ranked somewhat lower in my list, but it was still should have been in there. And I forgot. All right, let's get right into it. It's going to be a longer, longer list today, longer show. So let's start with the top twenty. Excuse me once again for that little mishap, everybody. And the first one on the list coming in at twenty let's start out controversial. The Secrets of Dumbledore, Fantastic Beasts Part 3. I am very aware that there are a lot of people who don't give two shits about this movie. I get it. I know that there's a lot of people who don't give two shits about the last movie and think it was terrible. I get it. I enjoyed them both. I do see comments every time I talk about Fantastic Beats. We're like, no, you're not, you're not all by yourself. I enjoyed it also. I enjoyed watching it. And I like those comments when they come in. Um, but I also understand the comments that say it was terrible. And I can't, I don't want to see it. Mads Mickelson is is taking over for Johnny Depp in this one. Um, the story seems to look like it's focusing a little bit more on Hogwarts. Maybe they're hoping, they're crossing their fingers that this this special That was on HBO Max, the 20-year anniversary of Harry Potter. That's going to get some people excited about getting back to the world again. And and maybe they'll go want to see it because it's a new movie. Um, It certainly made my wife and myself and my oldest daughter were watching. We started watching um, the first Harry Potter again, but tried to sell Fantastic Beasts and went over like a fart in an elevator. Said, hey, you guys want to watch? You want to watch that one? Now, let's watch Harry Potter. That's what we were just watching for the last hour and a half. It's a good point. So, I don't know. I still think they should do an HBO Max show. It's my answer for everything. But either way, I'm still excited for it. But it's my number 20. I want to see a little bit more about how it starts to bleed in to the new one. I don't know how many movies they're planning on doing. But if this one doesn't do really well, they gotta they got to kill it. You just would assume. If it doesn't do very well, they can't keep doing it put your money into a series if this doesn't do well if it does well i'll keep watching them i mean i'm the i'm i'm the target audience for all this shit i'll keep watching it i mean i I, you know like i said matrix was i'll watch another one some people are done with it get me out of here i don't need to see it anymore i understand all right so that was number 20 there's gonna be a lot of movies on here that you might not have heard of and also been like what the hell are you talking about why is that so high on your list like i said my list not yours so that's number twenty, though number nineteen. Scream, Scream. This is a Scream Five, yet it's called Scream. No one understands that. Maybe you will once you see the movie. I don't know. Another meta thing. Just don't make Nev Campbell the killer. That's what it seems like it's setting up to be. I think that's dumb. Well, she's she's been she's gone through a lot. It's changed her into an absolute psychopath. Don't do it. Don't do it. But there's something about this movie. I, I'm, it's, this, is, this is my point when it comes to Matrix and Die Hard and Crow and all that. I keep seeing it. Do I think they're going to be good every time? No, a lot of times I go in this, going to be shit. But I got I cross my fingers. There's a lot of people who like Scream 4. I couldn't stand it. I didn't like it at all. A lot of people like Scream 4. I just saw some people posting it recently, talking about how much they like Scream 4 and, and all that. But I want to see it. I want to see how they're going to do it. I thought the trailers looked really good. And I think this series has always been, since Wes Craven started it, it's always been a bit meta. And it's always played off the genre. So as long as they do that and they're clever and they have some fun, it looks fun. It looks brutal. It looks like it could be a good horror movie. And it lands in a good time in January. Um, one of the movies that's not going to land on my list that I know people are going to ask about is, is Morbius. I didn't like the trailers, I thought they were just okay. Still interested in seeing it, but it didn't land. I apologize. But that's it that's for me that's uh that's number that's number nineteen with scream. I hope it's good. I really hope it's good. I used to always say that if you've been following me for a little by the way that that January was like the toilet bowl for movies it that that's changing it it clearly is changing not only for because of the pandemic um changed dramatically release date shifted and things moved but um it changed even before the pandemic it was changing. Because they, they were doing, um, they, they were moving certain movies into January that they figured could hit. A lot of crap was still going out there. And the reason why there's always been crap in January is a lot of movies that they couldn't put the marketing into. Or they didn't, or after it came out, they didn't think it was going to be that good. They kind of just threw it in January and hoped that someone would see it. But with the expectations that. won't land but that changed they put a couple hitters in there they put horror movies always landed in january because they don't cost a lot to make um but streaming also changed the game streaming also changed the game also because the smaller movies as the whole industry is shifting with tickets and all that so scream coming in in january doesn't bother me at all it actually is a good it doesn't does it kick off i think it does kick off because morbius comes out at the end of january so, yeah, it's a, it's the one, if you look in January, if you're like, well, what's the most anticipated of January? It's Scream. Out of the two of them, it's Scream. Okay, here is the next one. That's number 19 for me, is Scream. And coming in at number 18, all right, this obviously is not the the, the picture of the, of the actual poster. There is not one yet, but Kenneth Branagh, who's getting a lot of, he's a great director, he's a great actor, and he's obviously getting a lot of praise off of his movie Belfast, which... They are talking about potentially that he's going to win Best Director of. He's doing the Bee Gees biopic, and I think Bradley Cooper was was rumored to be in it. I don't know enough details about it except the fact that Brana and the Bee Gees were a band that I always liked as a kid. Uh, Saturday Night Fever, all of those things, and a lot of these movies. By the way, that when you see them, how high up they are on my list, a lot of these movies is going to date me for sure. There's a lot of things during my childhood and things that I just I love more so than anything else. The reason why it's so high for me and the Bee Gees and, and learning the story. It's going to be probably the standard biopic story of how the brothers kind of decided they were going to do what they were doing in the disco craze and how it played. And then, and I think it was Andy that got sick and, and, and passed early, I believe. Um, and it would be nice to see someone playing the Bee Gees. It's not Jimmy Fallon. You know, Jimmy Fallon did something funny on, on Saturday night live, but I want to see the actual story of how that happened. And it's going to be this biopic I assume it would be the biopic flavor of seeing how it happens, the downs, and then it just kind of ends. That's what happens usually with the biopics. So I like King Richard. King Richard to me was a, was a different type of biopic, even though,
1: yeah, I mean, it was.
0: I really like that movie, though, and why it was so high up on my list. Check out that list. Um, So, yeah, the Bee Gees. I don't know. I'm going to want to know. They were like the kings of, of disco when it came out. I remember that was a big disco phase and they were like the kings and what what was that like how long did it last it's kind of short-lived they they, then then their songs they're 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 one of the few bands that their disco songs because disco went and then people just hated it and then um but they lasted i mean how many times did you still hear staying alive and night fever and all that stuff so i'm very curious for that one but I know that's not going to be, when you look at most people's lists, when it comes out for anticipated movies, I doubt this is going to be anybody who talks about the Bee Gees movie except me. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's what I would assume. But that's 18. That's number 18 on my list. Coming in at 17, biopic again. And this is uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody. It's the Whitney Houston story. Tragic story. But there's a couple biopics on my on my list. And this is one of them. Um, Whitney Houston was one of the greatest singers of all time tragic story of of someone who just succumbed to addiction obviously but she was just someone during my childhood was just like a a legend she just had this angelic voice and what she was able to do powerful voice Um, and there was she was just the definition of like a superstar and like when, when for, in America, when we talk about how our royalty is like celebrity, right? I don't think there was anyone more regal at that time in the '80s than, than than Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston had just such a thing about her. When you talked about her, when you listened to her music, I mean, you could play you play her music, and people just would just start dancing. Hence, I want to dance with somebody. And and there's a newcomer who's playing the the role. I tell you her her name. I, I don't I don't know her yet. Um, but I want to I want to find out exactly who she is because I think we're going to be talking about her a lot. she she nails it, obviously, and wh- how much they're going to cover with with Bobby Brown, I assume a lot. So uh, Naomi Aki, she's been she's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, so this is a movie that I really want to see. And when I heard about it, I was like, yeah, I got it. I want to. The biopics always get me though, and like I said, I know that they're formulaic, and I know that it's usually the same type of stuff, but I always am fascinated to learn the story. Um, of and, and this one doesn't seem like it's going to pull punches. It seems like they're going to show every, I mean, You kind of have to with Whitney Houston because of how tragic her life was and the things that happened to her and ultimately where, as I mentioned earlier, where she was and how she was perceived to ultimately how her life ended um, so young. So... That's the one I want to see. And that's um, that's anticipated at number 17 for me Is I want to dance with somebody, the Whitney Houston story. 16, definitely lighter, light year. Um, I didn't even know this movie was coming out. I had no movie, before the trailer, obviously. And then the trailer came out and hit. It's still, to me, one of my most favorite trailer reactions I've ever done. I don't know if you've seen it. I was in a mood that day and I had some fun with it. Um, But that trailer... Looks like it's a lot of fun. And it's it's playing inside of the universe of of Buzz Lightyear and what the Buzz Lightyear toy was inspired by or, or the movie afterwards. I don't know, whatever it was. You don't need to tell me. People are gonna tell me in the comments, well, this is what I I'm just gonna watch it. Because you can tell me and I'm gonna forget anyway. Because people told me a million times in the trailer reaction. Well, actually what happens, I, I don't I don't don't worry about it. You wanna tell each other and have conversations in the comments about it? Great. I'm not gonna remember it. I'm gonna go in. It's either it's either based off the astronaut that the thing was, or it's the or it's the fucking movie that they make. Either way, I'm in. So if you want to explain it to me in the comments and you decide, hey, this guy needs to know, have a have a parade, have a blast. But I think that's what this movie's gonna be. I think this movie's gonna be a blast. Um, and Pixar needs those. You, you always need the summer movies to have those big Pixar splashes, and that's what you're gonna get with this one. That's what I'm excited about is that the summer movie season seems to be coming back. I was going through it and looking at all these movies that are coming out and I'm just excited to have them back. I don't know. Maybe that's why I saw a lot of comments recently. People are excited that I would, that I'm back doing reviews and talking about these things. And, and I think that one of obviously one of the main reasons that I had kind of stepped back from doing it was just focusing so much on Schmodown and that's not going to change. Schmodown still going to be doing a lot of stuff, but, um, but because of, what had happened over the last two years is that the movie business kind of changed too, and and I, there was no no need. But now, as movies were coming out, I am like, I don't want to miss that. I don't want to. I, I want to see that. And if somebody wants to hear me talk about it, I'll talk about it. And the same thing with like TV shows, you know. Just did all this whole thing on Cobra Kai and uh, Mandal- I mean, I mean, made Mandalorian. Boba Fett's out now. Um, so yeah, man. So anyway, so Lightyear, I am excited, excited for that one. I am excited for that one. I want to. I want to know more about it. And what's it, uh, yeah, when is this, June, July? I don't know. Either way, it comes out soon enough. It'll be here before you know it. That's, that's why it does, it also seems there's so many movies coming. There's going to be something every month, whether it's TV or a movie, so got a lot. Fifteen is Aquaman 2. I don't know the official name of it, but it's Aquaman 2. Um, I thought Aquaman 1 was fine. Love Jason Momoa, love James Wan. Love them both. But after what Momoa just did again in um, in Dune, which I think was his best performance thus far, and James Wan, to me, can do no wrong, even if I thought that the last one was okay. I want to see James Wan scale it back a little bit. No pun intended. Um, because I think that he is one of the best filmmakers out there today. I'm curious on how they're going to play this story. I'm also very curious about how the DC connected universe is working moving forward. And I'm sure we're gonna get more of that and more of an explanation when we get to um, the Flash. Um so I'm curious how this plays in. Because there's rumors out there, I don't know how true it is, and I don't I don't pe- people out there losing their minds already about saying I guess that there's some quote out there that says they're gonna ignore both the Snyderverse and um and the Tim Burton films. I, I don't know how true that is. I haven't seen any of the movies, and I don't know how this is going to connect it. So people are already losing their minds and going to boycott Warner Brothers. Like I don't know, I don't know the, what's real and what's not yet. So, um, but Aquaman, how's it playing in? How are they going to tie it in? What's the new direction for it? I think DC has been doing it pretty. That's another reason why it's so it's higher up on my list, um, because I want to. See how DC plays this because I think DC has been playing their they working their movies really well lately. Like a really like I love you look at my list, my my not only my top ten comic book movies, but my top ten movies in general, both um Sni the Snyderverse and excuse me, uh Snyder Cut and uh the Suicide Squad very high up there. Very high up there. Um, okay. So at the moment, fifteen, Aquaman two. Next one, Jurassic World Dominion. Jurassic World Dominion. This, this one to me, um, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. But I am excited for it, and I'll tell you why it's number 14 for me. I love Planet of the Apes. I was hoping for a Jurassic Park, Planet of the Apes type film after the first Jurassic World. I was tired of going back to the parks. I mean, hell, they could have even started Jurassic World in that area. But I thought Jurassic World, I don't hate Jurassic World like a lot of people do. Um, I don't mind it. I think it's a fun movie. I think it was a good way back in. The second Jurassic World, whatever the second one was called, I, it was, was terrible. And I thought they played too much into the same type of crap. And then it seemed like the rehash of the end of Jurassic World 2 and, going, and, and the cloning and all that stupid shit. I couldn't stand it. I thought it was terrible. The opening scene of that movie was great. Um, but I was like, why didn't they just do this thing where they, the dinosaurs, because it's basically doing what Jeff Goldblum's character said, that it would evolve. And this is don't mess with nature because you're going to get bit by it. And now it seems like that's exactly what's happening. The dinosaurs are starting to run rampant. Um, I do think there's some silliness going on already, like in the trailer. He was talking to Merle about it on when he was on Big Thing, and you know, there's that trailer where the dinosaur runs into the parking lot and people are trying to take pictures of it, or then they're, they're kind of running around goofily. Um, I hope that they play it a little bit more, a little more serious, but it doesn't mean that I'm not excited to see it. I think this is a good movie to to get people in the theaters for. It's a good theater experience. I always talk about how there's certain movies that I think are, are destined and should play majority uh, the majority on um, streaming, right? Like I say that about Star Wars. I know a lot of people who argue with me about that. I think Star Wars, because of how deep the lore is and how much is going on to develop characters, it just serves better on television. Not to say a standalone movie. Like a Rogue Squadron would be great on on screen. and be fun to see. But the bigger, stretched-out stories, I think, play better for TV. Um I think The Matrix could play better on TV, right? But I think that Dune is a movie that, to me, played very well, two parts. And I know Dune's going to be a TV show also, but I think that this story inside of Dune plays better on on, on the screen. And the same thing for Jurassic World. Could they do a Jurassic World uh, television show on, on, on Peacock? Sure. But the, this particular story, to set it in, it works great for the theater. So... It's To me, this is, this is the, these movies are the definition of popcorn flicks. Um, I just want to see dinosaurs running around with a, with a good enough story as long as it doesn't get ridiculous with the stupid cloning stuff that they did last time. But I'm, I'm, I'm on board. So that's 14 for me. Not in the top 10 yet, everybody, but we're getting there. Nope. Yeah, 13 is nope. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele is doing something right now that there's only a handful of people doing and that's directors that are able to get you into the theater with just their name, because I'll tell you what, I don't know anything about, nope, except the cast, Daniel Kalula joining him again. But Jordan Peele now is, there's a new Jordan Peele movie coming out. You know, same, there's a new Nolan movie coming out. There's a new Tarantino movie coming out. Um, and I think that also, uh, there's a new Denis Villeneuve movie coming out. That, Denis Villeneuve is more uh, so... I think, you know, inside of the the film industry, I think Jordan Peele is starting to cross over into that just um, universal thing. People really want to see what this guy's going to do next. And that, well, his movies are starting to become like events. And that's why I don't want to know anything about it. I know that I'm going to watch the trailer, probably react to the trailer, see the trailer. Um, but I kind of don't want to. I like going into... He, I'm, I'm on board with his movies now going, okay, I, I like to get out better then um i could call it the strangers scissors movie oh my god dun, dun. oh my god i'm telling you my brain is fried fried because screaming at me right now i can i can feel it fried what the hell is it oh come on you're killing me oh uh us stupid um yeah i liked i like to get out better than us I'm like waving off, the dog's going to come in here now. I can, I can feel it. I can feel that the dog's going to come in. So for me, Jordan Peele, him doing this, it, you, you got me on board. So that comes in at number 13. Number 13. You hear my wife in the background now calling the dude. He's about to come in. I can feel it. 12 is Into the Spider-Verse 2. Now, I have not watched the trailer for this movie. Um, and I think it's I didn't. It's not that I didn't want to see it. Obviously, it's pretty high up on my list. I didn't even know that they were. I heard the. I remember the announcement came out a couple of years ago, but I'd forgotten. And then we just did a full rewatch of all the Spider-Man movies, and it the the first one is still up until recently it was my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, it's just so good. It's so clever, and I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to get it back. I wonder now though. Because the thing is, with Into the Spider-Verse, when it came out, the multiverse was not a thing that a lot of people were were doing. And so when it played, um, when they did it, I was always wondering through animation if it was going to be confusing, and it it wasn't. And like I said, it was funny. It was witty. It won the damn Oscar. After No Way Home, are people going to... because I'm, I'm just wondering if people are going to be are still going to be in it especially after Dr Strange, I think it's going to play very well. I think it's going to do very well and I'm excited to have all the voices back where it goes next how it plays in does it play in at all to the Sony verse? Probably not. Does it need to? Probably not. Do I like to ask questions a lot in my videos? Yes, I do um but that's it that one that one's that one's one that i'm I'm definitely pumped for. And I just want to see how that how plays. I don't even know if that's the official trail, uh, poster. I have no idea, but it's cool looking. Who's coming back? Who's not coming back? Who's going to get introduced? How are they going to play it? So clever, that last one. I loved it. All right, number 11. All right, this one. this is an interesting one. So Bullet Train is a it's a remake. I believe of a Japanese film. I believe. I never saw the original. Um and correct me if I'm wrong. It could be it might be Chinese. I'm not sure. Let me see. Let me see. I'll tell you right now. The original movie uh it was oh shoot, it was Sunny Chiba. It was Japanese, I apologize. So it was a Japanese movie. Um and it came out, it was a disaster film. And it starts Sonny Chiba, yeah. So they're doing a remake of that with with uh Brad Pitt. And I heard about it, read about it, and it seems very, very interesting to me. I don't know the original well enough, but I'm a big Brad Pitt fan. I think that he's, when, especially when he does movies like this. Um, so this is a movie I think that switches it up a little bit too, and I know that we ha- we always get like the comic book movies, and there'll be more on this list for sure. There's the science fiction movies and things of like that, but I... I, I also get very excited when these kind of old school action movies come out and the old school action star, action, or movie stars, I should say, because I don't think a lot of people think Brad Pitt is a, a think of him as an action star. He certainly can do action, but you think of him as a movie star. So, Brad Pitt in this one, it was one that I was, as I was going through, I'm like, yeah, because it, it, and I think the reason why it hits so high up on my list is because. I want to switch it up a bit because, like, as I said, you're going to see more comic book movies on this list. You're going to see more of that stuff. But I, but there was a few movies, especially as you go higher up on my list, that pop in there like, okay, let's, let's get away from some of the comic book stuff because there's other stuff out there. And then it's great to have a, a movie star like Brad Pitt out there doing his thing. And I thought that his performance in Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood was just next-level stuff. So when he's on fire, um, he really works, and I think that this is one I'm I'm curious about. I assume that he produces it; he produces everything he's in now, and he's a pretty damn good producer. So anyway, that was number eleven. Uh, number ten. This is one that again, well, what the hell is this? Elvis. So Elvis has a movie, um, and there's been a ton of Elvis biopics, right? But this is the reason why this is a little bit more on my list is that. Boz Lerman is doing it. He's directing this one, and he's also got Tom Hanks in this one. And so, who? So Austin Butler is playing Elvis. I don't know a lot about Austin Butler. I'm Trying to think what he's been in that I that I really know. I don't know. I don't know what he's been in. He's been in, uh, but he the the Shannara Chronicles, the Carrie Diaries, Zoe. I, I don't know. But but Boz Lerman likes him, so he so he cast him. Olivia DeGeorge is playing Pr- Priscilla Presley. Dacre Montgomery is playing Steve Binder. Um, but Tom Hanks is, is, is going to be in this one also. Um, but it's Elvis, man. It's Elvis. So and with Baz Luhrmann, I think the, the reason why it's so high up on my list is um, Baz Luhrmann doing an Elvis movie intrigues me. And it puts me going, okay, wait a minute. What is that going to look like? I always get – I hope that – this is not a movie, though – that I want to see go away from the biopic um, structure, although this is why you see a Bozerman film. Great Gatsby and these other movies where he's kind of modernized some of the music inside of it, that's what his style is. That's what he does. Um, Does that work with an Elvis movie? I don't know. Is he going to do that for this? I don't know. Did I ask another question? Yes, I did. But, man, um, an Elvis movie and then Tom Hanks inside of this movie... Is it going to be one of the Oscar ones? I hope so. Okay, let's move on. Elvis at number 10. So then at number 9, Thor, Love and Thunder. We talked about the comic book movies. There we go. Again, obviously, it's a Photoshop poster. I don't think this is the official one. Um, so much going on in Love, Love and Thunder. This is the fourth movie in the Thor franchise. Natalie Portman picking up the Lady Thor uh, moniker in this one. And what's so exciting and why it's so anticipated for me is that where does Thor now Thor's like the old guard. If you look at it this like whether it's wrestling or whatever it might be, it's like there's all these new stars and all these new um it's T V shows, movies. Those Thor's the old guard and Thor and, and Hawkeye just had his show and and it was kind of the passing of the, the baton, if you will, to to Kate Bishop, and and he, he's still around. He's still doing his thing. But the, the old guard is is the old guard. Tony Stark's not around. Brock Widow's not around. Um, we don't know what Hulk's doing. He's going to show up in the She-Hulk show. But like this is the old guard is kind of off doing their own thing, and we haven't seen much of them. And Doctor Strange, obviously, is still, I think he's like mid-tier. He's still one of the old guard, but he's like mid, um, and he's going to be doing something. But the, the old guard is starting to kind of come back in. And Where and what is Thor doing? Um, the last we saw he was off with the Guardians so how's that played um will we see the Guardians any of that and how is it going to play now with Natalie Portman now what I'm hoping to see is because Natalie Portman is a fantastic actress when you look at stuff that she's done whether it's Black Swan or even like and not just the professional but when she was a kid when she did um uh she was in Heat great in that tons of movies that she's done The, the smaller movies and when a director pushes her closer, it's another one. She just did that movie, um, um, oh, what the hell was it called? The one I really, I, I can't remember anything anymore, guys. The one that I really liked uh, not too long ago. She played the pop star, the kid with the school shooting and everything. Shoot, I can't remember it the name of it. Anyway, I really liked her in that as well. Um, she's great when a director really pushes her. When she's doing some big budget stuff and she's not either challenged or not given great direction, it seems like she phones it in or it seems like she's not there, like the chemistry in Attack of the Clones and how, and she even said she almost didn't get work because people thought she was a bad actress after those movies and she wasn't, the direction from George Lucas wasn't too great. Um, I didn't think she had great chemistry and didn't really have much to do in Thor 1 or Thor 2. So I hope Taika Waititi is able to really, um, Taika Waititi seems to be an actor's director also because not only he a great performer, he just seems to have fun, knows how to talk to people, really brings out some great stuff in them. So that's what I'm hoping for this one, and I hope that Natalie Portman really gets to show what she's doing and what she can do in this. So um, I believe Tessa Thompson's coming back. A lot of great... Well, the, the, that's the other question is, how does it play in after the events of Loki, after the events of Spider-Man, after the events of, of, of um, the Doctor Strange movie, which will be coming out soon, where does that all play in for Thor? And does that show up as like a post-credit scene in, in Doctor Strange? So that's why it's anticipated because it's just the over, it's just a continuation of this big, massive show that has been starting since the first Iron Man. So that's why that comes in at number nine. We're in the top 10, obviously, right now. That was nine. Number eight. I know. I know. Not for everybody. Not for everybody. Avatar 2. I think it's called The Way of Water. Um, Look, I know that a lot of people. A lot of people, every time you bring up Avatar, they go, like, oh, overrated, most overrated movie of all time. It's also the most profitable movie of all time, still. It, over, it, it lost to Endgame, and then, it, and then it came back and did it again. Um, there's something about what James Cameron, you, you want to call him a prick? You want to say he says stupid things sometimes? Sure. Go ahead. Say that. Um, but you cannot deny that the guy, everything he touches turns to gold. Everything. King minus. Um. You just go back to Titanic one. Titanic one. No, there was a Titanic two. So, but ty- Titanic, when that came out. Oh man, it's gonna be the biggest flop of all time. How much money did this guy spent? The most expensive bomb of all time. Oh yeah. Okay. It just made it just made the most money out of any movie uh, ever, and stayed in the theaters forever. And then Avatar. What is this movie? Nobody knows what this is. This isn't an IP that anybody knows. This is going to bomb. 3D. Nobody wants to see that anymore. This is in the 80s. Most profitable movie of all time. Terminator One, Draft, uh, uh, Terminator Two, uh, Aliens. The guy and and now he wants to shoot underwater and use new technology to shoot underwater and he's going to be like groundbreaking stuff again. And people are doubting him. Why? Why? It's not just James Cameron. It's not just about a story. And this is about events. It's another thing. Going back to my point before, I do not want to see James Cameron stuff on television. I want to see James Cameron in the theater because he makes he makes you want to go to the theater. That's the thing. Do these movies make you want to go to the theater? This one does for me. I am very excited for this. I am very excited to see where it goes. I am bummed that I'm not going to be able to hear James Horner do the score, the late, great James Horner, who had one of the most underrated scores. The score in Avatar is fantastic. Um... So I don't know who's scoring it. I'm not sure. They might have announced it. I didn't, I didn't see it. So if you do know who's scoring the uh, Avatar 2 and Avatar 3, please put that down there. They've been taking a lot of time. This movie was supposed to come out, what, three, four years ago, and now it's finally coming out. Will it finally come out? I think so. I think so. Um, but, man, I'm, I'm pumped for this one. I don't, and I also don't, I've not i have not turned my back on the first Avatar. A lot of people did. They saw it in the theater, they talked about it, and then everybody talked about Dances with Wolves or Gully or whatever it is, and people turned on it. When it became very popular, people then hated it. Um, I do not hate it. I, I, I love that movie. Still do. And I'm excited to see the second one. So that's why, for me, Avatar 2 comes in um, at number 8. All right, so what's at seven? This one's tricky, man. Black Panther two, Wakanda forever. This is tricky. Cause I still very similar to what I just said before about Jordan Peele, but this is more so for me than I think mainstream at the moment. Um, I know a lot of you guys who are, are kind of in the, in the film news and the film sphere feel this way, but Ryan Coogler is one of those directors that I'll, I'll watch him do anything, whether it's Fruitvale station, Creed, uh, black Panther. I just love, I just love Ryan Coogler. Um, very solid dude, very passionate. Um, so, and he's he's unfortunately had to deal with some big challenges with this film with the, the passing of, uh, obviously made the major one being the, the passing of, uh, of, of Chadwick Boseman. So, so young, um, who lost his, his battle with cancer. And, you know, they were going to do the movie. They were going to plan the movie with him. And, and then, um, life had other plans. Uh, so, That is so tough. It's so tough because um, how are they going to do that? How are they going? That's that's been the main question. And I think a lot of people now think Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. He's going to be able to come back. And I think that the way that they can do it, and this is an out that they have for a lot of stuff now, uh, was because of the events that not only happened in Spider-Man and that will happen in Doctor Strange, but also stuff that happened in What If... How they can explain how Killmonger will come back is probably through the multiverse somehow. I would assume they've. I mean, now that they've opened it up as a storytelling point, I know some people are like, Ah, man, is that going to be their, their thing for everybody? Why don't they just get Tony back? Why don't they? I don't know, and I don't even know necessarily know if that's the case. I just think that if they need to explain it, and I think that as movie-going fans for this one, if that's what they do, I think we can give them a pass, right? I mean, it's Michael B. Jordan. They have gone through some serious shit in, in this movie. Um, and the first one was so good. So to have him come back as Killmonger, I'm, uh, I'm good with it. And I want to see how Ryan Coogler is going to do it. If anybody can, it's him. So that's the uh, that that's why it's high on my list because I think that it's Ryan Coogler. I have trust in him the same way I was talking about. It. I have trust in in whether it's Jordan Peele or James Cameron, whoever. I got trust in in Ryan Coogler. So that's why it comes in at number seven. All right, number six, Mission Impossible Seven. Um, these movies, people compare I think that the difference between this and like obviously Fast and Furious is that Fast and Furious has combined it, or has embraced rather the silliness of basically it's a cartoon now cars going into space and all this kind of shit but it's it, but it's it's fun to go to and they're fun movies also to go to in the theater and just watch but you never it's it's not there's something there's something about it now that you're just you're you're embracing the fact that you're watching a, a live action cartoon um but mission impossible has remained cool and remained like their the the way that he it's like the new it's a very it's like the americanized james bond right for what they what they were able to do with ethan hunt and the way that it's been clever and they've gotten better and they keep getting really really good Every single time. Now, when you go back, and I did a rewatch of these movies not too long ago. Um, I watched them with my wife in the beginning of 2020. We watched the entire series, or so wherever we caught up to, and where we're six, up to six. And, like, the first one's really good. It's fun. Second one, The second one was not great, but it was better than I thought as I was watching. It's still, it's still not good. Um, and then J.J. Abrams, which, as much shit as J.J. Abrams gets sometimes, and it sometimes should... Um, what he's very good at is rebooting franchises and restarting things and starting things up and getting you going, and that's exactly what Mission Impossible needed, because J.J. Abrams is really responsible for the kickoff um, of this new kind of re-energized Ethan Hunt Mission Impossible that we have. It was 2007, I think, was when the third one came out, and so the, th- the fourth one, I think, the fifth was my favorite out of all of them, if I remember. They kind of, which is a good thing, they kind of blend in together now but the seventh one there's been a lot of stuff that they're 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 gonna do There's you always know tom cruise is gonna do some crazy ass stunt um so i'm excited to to see this movie finally continuing on they have a good formula for this one they and they they know they take enough time with each one that every time they do it it doesn't it always seems like they're putting the love and the effort to it and when you hear tom cruise speak about the movies he understands what the audience is expecting he's always very um, concerned with the audience and how they're going to take particular things. And he's not just going to, Yeah, there, there are, there have been, I, I know for a fact and I've heard stories from other directors about other directors, big budget directors that are like, they'll eat it up. Doesn't matter. We'll just do it this way. It'll be fine. And that's not, that's not what Macquarie and, and, and Cruz are doing for this one. At least I don't, it doesn't feel that way. So I'm pumped for it. I want to see where it goes next. And to me, that's, that's why it comes in so high at number six. That's another theater experience. So as much as I talk about you know streaming and stuff, there are a lot of movies that I want to see in the theater, and that's obviously one of them. All right, let's get to the nitty-gritty. Number five, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. And I'll be honest with you, a couple of um, months back, this would not have been so high on my list. I thought Doctor Strange 1 was good. Liked it a lot. But not enough to go. I gotta see the second one. And Sam Raimi, when Sam Raimi came back, when they, well, that came back, when they announced he was coming in to to um, direct, I think that even on Sen Live, I was like, I don't know if he's gonna fit. I don't know if I need that style of uh, of filmmaking to go into the MCU. I don't know if it, if it's if it's kind of passed him by. And then I thought about it more. What the hell am I talking about? Like this is a great director who was Spider Man was very different. When he did it, because they said, "Well, how do you want us? To, how do you see Spider-Man?" So this is how I see it. This is how I want to do it. I want to, and then go go for it. There was no MCU. There was nothing that he's coming into this. He's a very smart guy. He's coming into it, and they're going, "This is we want your style, obviously." But this is what every director that goes into the MCU has to face. But we got it. You got to continue what we're putting down here. And he's like, "Okay, clearly," because then you see the trailer for this. It, it it it's following the events of No Way Home, um, which is also pretty. Great and crazy when you think about everything that Sam Raimi did for the Spider Man and comic book movies in general. And and don't get me wrong, I'm very, very aware of of what he accomplished and what he and how grateful I am to him of what the, the way that he kind of set up both one and two. Um, but this movie, I was like, okay, Doctor Strange two, whatever. Now, because I was so invested in No Way Home and knowing now of and Loki of all these certain possibilities and what if of all these certain possibilities that are going to happen now and you see inside of the trailer where he's talking to Wanda people think it might be a misdirect the Wanda might be the the bad guy because in the comic book she is so they're going to try to throw you off a little bit in the trailer and make it seem like she's working with him but then she ultimately doesn't cuz she wants to get her kids back and so many possibilities um, and the trailer looks fantastic they showed the trailer at the end of of No Way Home but then they also showed it it came out recently um and it looks great so i'm way more excited for that movie than i thought that i would be and that's why it's so it's it's so high up and i think that because it connects and it coming out it's coming out soon march and it connects into one of the, and, and what spider-man was uh, no way home was able to do for the film industry in general by like getting people back in there and and a, and a continuation that quick I think that's why it's so high for me. And Benedict Cumberbatch, I just watched him recently in *Power of the Dog*. Just such a good actor, and he's so it. This is what he's able to do because he's so recognizable. He's such a big star that he can do a role like *Power of the Dog*, and he's unrecognizable. And then, and then you flip to this, and he's he's just Stephen Strange. Um, and happy to see Elizabeth Olsen back now after her. I mean, she talk about somebody who's just a super likable great actress and what she had a lot of fun playing wanda in wandavision that was a show i it was out of all the shows it was it was the one i didn't give a crap about and it was i think out of all the there four of them five of them do a quick ranking of them i'll rank them for five of them i'll rank them for you um i was going to do a separate video on them but i'll just rank them here my coming in at number five is um And I liked all of the shows, just to say that. But coming in at number five for me on that is uh, uh, Hawkeye. Liked it a lot. Thought it was a lot of fun. Thought the chemistry was really good. Some of the goofy tone stuff and the way that they handled Kingpin wasn't my favorite. But I know a lot of people loved it. It was very high up. But it was number number five for me. Four was What If. Um, I thought the last couple episodes were phenomenal. But there were a few of them that were just... We're goofy, fun episodes, but not enough to get me to rank them higher than anything else. But but there's a lot of stuff inside of it that I think opens up the possibilities for things that we're going to see in Doctor Strange. Uh, the that was that was number four. Number three was Falcon and Winter Soldier. I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think more than most people did. I thought that it was a great um, great chemistry between both Mackie and Sebastian um, and Stan. And I think that. The way that they set things up, moving forward into the new phase and being able to pass the baton off to him, and just overall, was I thought was a pretty was a pretty damn uh, good turn for them. The second was Wandavision, and like I said, I thought I was going to like that less, and I loved it, really loved it, and I was wasn't sure if I was going to like it because when it came out the first couple episodes, I mean, we're going to do this the whole time, and then it had like this kind of lost feel to it, so I really dug it, liked the, the kind of deep tones that they went into and and it made and i always thought kat dennings was the weakest part of thor and i loved her in this series and then number one was loki when it comes to time time travel multiverses parallel universes if you do it right you're gonna get me on board and i thought that they did and they set up a lot of stuff that's gonna play into this future of the mcu so that was a little bit of a break that i took from my list just to um just to give you a setup of why I'm looking forward so much to to both um, to to Doctor Strange two, because of all that stuff I just mentioned. I mean, both Loki and and WandaVision tie into this. So, all right, four. Now, this is where I've told you before, my, my, the age gonna is gonna show. Uh, second Tom Cruise movie in there for me, and that's Top Gun Maverick. This thing was supposed to come out a long time ago. It's it's see, look this this poster says June 2020 for for god's sakes it was supposed to come out so long ago. Um but now it's coming out in in 2022 and I am pumped. And the way that they're and, and it's this is a thing that I might be wrong about, but what Paramount could have done during that time, like it was supposed to come out in June 2020. They could have put it on Paramount Plus and said, "All right, let's just put it on Paramount Plus and see what we can get some subscribers on and see what we can do." They kept holding it. Now, I don't know if it was Cruz could have been crews making a big stink about it and saying no way uh -uh." uh-uh but it also could mean that they have a lot of confidence in it and they could add some some i don't think you're going to get a there's been a lot of this nostalgic stuff going on in general that's been working whether it's spider-man or cobra kai or any of these things um and i don't want them to do because cobra kai is different right cobra kai blends a bunch of like 80s it's just so much difference it's like 80s wrestling 80s nostalgia it's they play on the comedy inside of that series um Top Gun can't do that and at least can't go into a full-on 80s montage I mean even look at the Rocky vs Drago thing that came out like even Rocky even Stallone took a bit of a um tried to go way more drama with it and get away from the 80s feel so I wonder how they're going to play it. I know, I think Goose's kid is in it. I know, I think Miles Teller plays Maverick's kid. And then Maverick is is teaching at the school. So, uh, and I'm curious what's happened to Maverick. What's he doing? How's he acting? How's he, does he, do do they go up and fly? Do they do a mission together? That was what was so great about the first Top Gun is that they do this whole thing. They go through the academy and then at the end there's like an actual mission. Just talking about this movie makes me want to watch Top Gun again. um, but anyway, so that's why it's, probably, it's really high up there for me. I don't know if it's as high up there for everybody else, but it's, it's super high up there for me. This is gonna, I'm going to be reminded of being a kid, watching this movie with my friends, um, and it really turned Tom Cruise into the star that he is today, this movie. So Tom, Tom, Cruise, Tom Cruise comes back, Top Gun, Maverick, Part 2, and that's number four. All right, so what, what's in the top three? We're almost done with this video. What's in the top three? Well, top three, The Flash we're talking nostalgia and we're talking about multiverses well you you got me and i think that the dc uh, and i might be wrong you guys can scream at me in the comments about it but i think that dc actually explored the multiverse first in the comics and everything too and i know they certainly did on the shows um so having this and don't, don't, I hope people don't start to go, well, they're just copying uh, No Way Home. Like, as I said, they've been setting up this shit since Batman v. Superman, that he, that Flash has been doing this. So, and, and I hope that more people are like, well, yeah, they, they we just got to see some fun stuff happen in No Way Home. What are we going to see in, in The Flash? And we already know that Keaton's showing up. They, they they tease it in the trailer. You see the old Batmobile. Who else is going to show up? Well, How is he going to play it? That's what I mentioned earlier. I don't know. How much of the Batman stuff? We, that's what it didn't make sense. That's what didn't make sense is that um, that comment. There was a comment out there that said that that Burton Burton's Batman was ignored. I mean, but Keaton's in it. So how the hell was Burton Burton's Batman universe ignored? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm so excited for this one. The trailer trailer looked fantastic. The tone looked great. I love that little thing that they showed at, at DC fandom um, so I want to learn way more about this, this, and this was a movie that another one that, that for a long time, had no one, they're not going to do another Flash movie. They just, they're having so many problems. Directors are falling out left and right, but then they just found the take. They just found the take that they wanted to do, and they played inside of it. They played inside of the multiverse, and 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 be, being able to do this and being able to get Keaton on board. Now Keaton was also announced to be in Batgirl, so Keaton's getting more involved as Batman coming back and seeing his Bruce Wayne. Um, I I think that, and I actually think that the No Way Home thing helps tremendously. Having Willem Dafoe back, having um, Melina back, and having them back and and doing that, um, I think that that it that it adds to people going, all right. You know, that was a lot of fun in that movie. It's going to be so much fun to see Keaton come back and do his thing. So that's why, um, that's why it's so high up there for me. I can't wait for it. I'm very excited for that one. Yeah, I'm bummed that it comes out towards the end of the year. But still, pretty pumped for it. All right, keep on going. So then, only two left. What can they be? Coming in at number two. Now, if you know me, it shouldn't be a hard one to guess. Let's see if you can all guess. Try to guess in the comments right now. Premiering live. Can you guess? Let's see what everybody can guess for number two. Can you guess what number two is? I don't think anybody's going to be able to not guess number one, but number two, Creed three. I am a massive Rocky fan. I am a massive Creed fan. I'm a massive Ryan Coogler fan. I'm a massive Michael B. Jordan fan. So This has, and Michael B., and I know, I know Ryan Coogler not directing this one, but he set it up. Michael B. Jordan is directing this one. Um, and there is no Stallone in this one. So how are they going to play it? What I hope that they don't do, which they could, and they've done this before in Rocky movies. Um, it's kind of been a thing that they've done. When Adrian passed, you didn't see her pass. She just was gone. And Rocky was at the grave. And they can't not acknowledge Rocky. Like, where is he? What's he doing? And why is why is Creed now on his own without Rocky? Um, is he... Is he he still got the he still got the title. How how far along in his career is he? I don't know. I mean, look, Rocky Rocky was a franchise that very very hard to be able to put in. I mean, people don't give enough credit to the franchise in general because you have got to put Creed one and Creed two in the overall franchise. But let's say you don't. Let's 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 separate them at first. Rocky one, greatest movie, one of the greatest movies of all time. Rocky two fantastic underrated movie that sometimes to me beats number one Rocky three incredible boxing film that has just pure 80s love and it, those are my top three movies Rocky four it's a comedy and comedy excuse me it's like a music video with a great boxing match in it and Rocky vs. Drago if you want to see either way very successful all four of them Rocky five is was, was a bummer different time in the in the movie industry Sloan star was fading a little bit in 1990 the movie didn't do that. Didn't do as well, or I didn't say Star Wars fading, but that start, that started to help the, the fade at that time. And then Rocky Balboa comes out, what? Fifteen years later, or something like that, and it's a good movie, Rocky Balboa. Um, so to be able to have five out of your six movies be pretty damn good or great, even, um. Not talked about enough. Really isn't. Not talked about enough. And then Creed comes about, and it's fantastic. Creed 2 comes about. It's fantastic. So now, out of the whole franchise, you only have one that's just... And I think that Rocky V could have been better if it was fought in the ring. It's a whole other video. Um, but to do a third movie, is this the last of the entire franchise? I think it depends on how good it is, how successful it is. And it's also how good Michael B. Jordan is as a director. I liked the boxing better in Creed One than I did in Two, and I thought um, the I just thought Coogler's style for the boxing in general. But Jordan knows it, man. Jordan knows the the, the franchise. Jordan knows um, the character pretty damn well. So I'm pumped for this one. I want to see how it plays. I want to see a trailer, uh, but that's why it's it's so high up there for me. But I'm a massive Rocky fan. I love this universe so much. So I know it's not going to be as high up for everybody else. But that's number two. That's Michael B. Jordan. That's Creed Three. So number one. What can it be? Oh my God, what can it be? It's Batman. Come on. The Batman. Almost made me jump through the computer screen the other day watching this trailer. Dropped it out of nowhere. This movie looks out of control, crazy good. I mean, it looks like everything I like in a David Fincher movie and Matt Reeves is... I loved listening to him talk about it i love listening to him talk about it same thing where i was talking before with directors who are just embracing like the passion of it what they want to do how they want to do the story they want to tell they want to knock people on their ass the producers want to beat nolan's batman right so tough tough mountain to climb but it looks like that kind of feel it looks like that nolan feel but it looks i mean this is a riddler this ain't jim carrey's riddler this is this is john doe riddler this is, this is creepy shit. Um, and then you got the Penguin running around doing God knows what. Pattinson looks so fantastic in this role. And I'm so glad that they cast him in this role. Um, the dynamic with him and, and Catwoman and how they're going to play that. That last trailer, it was just, oh, give it to me now. And it's coming out in March. It's coming out in March. I cannot wait for it. The Giacchino scored this guy. Giacchino is just a guy. He you, you any any movie you look to the left or the right, he's scoring and it and and a lot of his stuff sounds super different. Very different. Very very talented dude. Um and it's understandable why he gets all the work that he does. So man, and the other thing speaking of Giacchino, he works a lot with with JJ uh, J. Abrams obviously. JJ J. J. has this deal at Warner Brothers. I wonder, because they're not just. It, this looks very based in realism. It, it's obvious. But I wonder, because JJ is doing that Superman movie, can that tie in at all? Will it tie in at all? Um, either way, in another conversation, but this is uh, this movie. I cannot wait for it. Everything about it. Everything about this movie. Like, how. It looks almost like a horror movie at times. Thriller. I can't wait for it. I can't wait. So anyway, that's, that's my number one. Uh, Batman. I, I think that's going to be a lot of people's number one. So it's not really too much of a, a stretch. Right, let's go back over it real quick. I'm going to give you all, all of them, and then we'll get the hell out of here because it was a long show today. But um, 20, Secrets of Dumbledore. 19, Scream 5. 18, Kenneth Branagh's Bee Gees movie. Seventeen. I wanted to answer somebody. The the biopic of Whitney Houston. Sixteen is Lightyear. Fifteen, Aquaman two. Fourteen, Jurassic World Dominion. Thirteen, nope. Twelve into the Spider Verse Part Two. Eleven is Bullet Train. Ten, Elvis. Nine, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, did I say? I said Kenneth Branagh for. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah, Kenneth Branagh is doing is doing the other one, Bee Gees, and then uh, Baz Lerman's doing Elvis, sorry. Avatar is eight. Seven is Black Panther 2. Six is Mission Impossible 7. Doctor Strange coming in at number five, Multiverse of Madness. Number four, Top Gun Maverick. Number three is The Flash. Number two is Creed 3. And number one, The Batman. So that's it, everybody. Good start. 2022 that's the first video it's what i got for you again please forgive the the lighting and everything here today and the and the background it's it's we're, i'm working on it you know, that's what i'm gonna do once i shut the cameras off today and upload this thing i'm gonna start trying to straighten out the office try to redesign some stuff the other problem that happened too is it rained a lot in la like it rained a ton stupid flooding smell like mildew in here i was like uh-oh let's start turning into swamp thing in the middle of this episode Anyway, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for joining. Please, oh, the other thing besides just doing this, which, which we which we talked about, you got to subscribe. You got to subscribe. You got to do that. You got to. You have to follow us on Spotify and please download us an Apple Podcast. But besides that, share your lists. Share your lists. And I've been commenting back to everybody. If you have been on this channel at all, you have. I, I hope can agree that i have been answering back everybody that i can and having conversations with all of you so please put your list in there tell me what your most anticipated is i'm looking forward to hearing it and uh yeah that's it i'll talk to you next time peace where's my music oh there it is